0: Get ready to experience and receive the grace you long for from the heart of God. Welcome to Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Carla is a wife and mother, international speaker, minister, and engaging storyteller known for her transparency with an impactful testimony of how God has transformed her own life. Her desire is to connect you with the heart of God and the truth of how he truly loves and sees you. If you're hurt, if you're broken, If you yearn for God's love and acceptance, let the healing begin. Now, here's Carla Swanigan.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Scandalous Grace, where we leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. I am your host, Carla Swanigan, and I am so glad you're joining us on the program today. We are going to be talking about God's constant love today. I was in the Psalms this past week and um, just you know, kind of digging into the word and studying a little bit, having some devotional time with the Lord and also, you know, praying about what he wanted me to share with you guys on the show this week. And I always lately, he has been taking me back to the same Psalm and I've been kind of starting my devotional time with him every morning with this particular Psalm. And, and what I do is I, I read it to myself. I read it out loud. I kind of declare it. Sometimes it just depends on, what I feel like that morning, but I've really been falling in love with this particular Psalm and it's Psalms 107. I've quoted um, a few verses from it before on the show, but he was really highlighting one particular verse to me for this week. And that's what I want to share with you guys. So if you have your Bibles or on your phone app or however you read the word, um, turn to Psalms 107. Psalms 107, and we're going to be reading verse one and maybe two. We'll just see. I know I've read two and three on the show before, but it's really verse one that he's got me focused on this week. So if you found it in your Bibles, it's Psalms 107 verse one and the title in my Bible, and I'm going to be reading once again from the passion translation and the title of this particular Psalm is God's constant love. So here we go. Verse one, let everyone give all their praise and thanks to the Lord. Here's why he's better than anyone could ever imagine. Yes, he's always loving and kind and his faithful love never ends. And it goes on to, um, in verses two and three, which are the ones I've read on the show before talking about sharing it with everybody and and really proclaiming his goodness, um, to others. But it was, His faithful love never ends. The last part of verse one that just really stood out to me in my devotional time this week. And I knew it's what he wanted me to share with you guys. And, you know, God is always pursuing us. I don't know if you know that. Um, you may feel like, like me in my life early on, I walked away from the Lord and you may feel like, or you may think that because you walk away from him, that he's not with you but that's not how he rolls at all. That's not who he is. Um, he's so faithful. He's so loving. He's so merciful and kind. Um, he's always pursuing us, God guys. He never leaves us. Um, God's presence is with us always, but he is always, always pursuing us. His heart is for us. He created us for relationship. He cares about every detail of our lives and he's always pursuing us. Even when we're not, you know, necessarily loving him back, especially with our choices, our behavior, um, you know, just the way that we're living, right. Even our attention to him sometimes can totally wane and wander, but his attention to us never does. His thoughts are continually for us. I mean, if you read throughout the Psalms and you read some of the things that David said about the way God feels about us and his thoughts towards us, it'll wreck you. You guys, it's so, um, intense And so clear to me, and I'm sure you as well, as you read through the Psalms, his love for us is faithful and true, but it's always like it says here, it never ends in verse 107 in Psalms 107 verse one, sorry, but that really stood out to me. And I felt like that there were going to be people tuning in this week and listening that really needed to hear that, you know, that he's always pursuing us and his love never ends no matter what. I don't know if you know my testimony. You can always go back and, and listen to some of our previous shows, some of my previous podcasts on Carlos Wanagan Ministries. You can find it on iTunes or YouTube, but you can find the one where I talk about my testimony and maybe listen to that if you haven't heard it. But I'll, I'll do the short version here today on the show. But I was not walking with the Lord at all. I got saved when I was little, walked away from him, pretty much high school, definitely in college for sure. Um, decided that I knew best what was good for my life and started making my own choices and, and not living according to his word or his heart for me or the call of my life at all. And just kind of turned my back on all of it. And, um, eventually like what happens to all of us at some point when we walk away from God, you know, your life just starts falling apart without the Lord, you know? And like I said, he never left me, but I didn't know that. I, I thought that I was on my own but he didn't, he was pursuing me. And so I go through this crisis later in my thirties, in my marriage, my second marriage, I've already been divorced. I'm remarried. I've got two children now. And I go through this crisis in my marriage and the Lord totally just kind of yanked me out of my own self-imposed nightmare of sin and pain and heartache and brokenness and just pursued me with such a passion and such, I had such an awareness. He made it so obvious that it was him that I couldn't deny it. Right. And I realized that all along he had never left me. And I I thought I was all on my own. I thought because of my sin, because of my choices, even because of just my thoughts, my attitude, um, I thought that surely God had not been hanging around for all of that. But in fact, he had, he had never stopped loving me ever and so Romans eight thirty eight. I don't know if you know that verse, but it's one of my favorites. I'm going to read it to you guys. It's such a beautiful verse. You know, we, we read it a lot. We hear it, but sometimes having somebody else read it to us or hearing it from a different translation can really speak to us in a different way. And I hope that that's what happens for you guys today. So just really tune your heart, tune your ear into this and just let me speak this over you now. It's Romans eight thirty eight. So now I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death, life's troubles, fallen angels, or dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. There is no power above us or beneath us. No power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. And that's Romans eight thirty eight. I love that because it makes it really clear. You guys that there is nothing, nothing, nothing that could ever separate us from his love. There's nothing that we have done in the past. There's no choice we've ever made. There's no decision that we wish we could take back. There is, there's nothing like that. that can separate you from God's love. And you know, There's also sometimes that I think about, well, what if I screw up in the future now that I'm walking with the Lord again, I still don't feel safe because I know I'm human. And what if I make a big mistake? And, and what if I make a bad choice and go the wrong direction in my ministry? Or what if I do something and I'm scared that I'm going to screw somebody else's life up? Um, it still says nothing can separate us from God's love, not the past and not in the present and not in the future. So I don't want you guys to worry about that. When you feel like those kind of like condemning thoughts are coming on you. Remember those aren't from the Lord. He does not bring us fear, anxiety, worry, condemnation. And our relationship with him is not about works. I mean, it's proven over and over in the old Testament that we can never live up to the standards of God's righteousness. And that's why we have Jesus because we have the righteousness of Christ Jesus. Now that makes us right with God, his perfect blood. He did it for us all on the cross So that we wouldn't have to try and do it. So it's not about works. You guys, it's not about being perfect because believe me, we can't be, you just can't, I don't care how much you try or how great you think you are. It's never going to live up to God's standard of perfection. Jesus was the only one that could do that. So just release yourself from that burden and that, that kind of expectation on yourself or that weight, because that's not coming from the Lord. It says in the word that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And so I love that scripture in Romans eight thirty eight. It reminds me a lot um, of conversations I have with my girls when I go to the jail. You guys know that I do jail ministry and I love it so much. And I, I go in there every week, you guys, and one of the main things that I say to them when I go is God loves you. He sent me all the way here to tell you how much he loves you. And you would think that that would be just like a simple common sense, easy thing for them to assume. But you guys, when I say that to them and the Holy Spirit, you know, just ministers to their heart and just speaks that to them, it totally just, I don't know, guys, it wrecks them. I don't know how else to word it. It, it reminds them of the goodness of God that maybe they've forgotten since they were little girls Or maybe they're hearing it for the first time. They've never heard about Jesus. Maybe they weren't raised knowing about the Lord um, or going to church. But no matter um, their history, when I say nothing can separate you from his love, he sent me here to tell you he loves you right where you're at. No matter what you've done or what you'll do or what you're currently doing, he loves you. That simple statement, those three words, God loves you, just Gosh, you guys, it ministers to their heart. It just soaks in. You can see them just soaking it up like a sponge. And so I'm so blessed watching the Holy Spirit minister his love to them and telling them the simplest thing that God loves them because, you know, they're sitting there in jail and and their crimes are ever before them. They're constantly being reminded of what they did by where they're at and what they're wearing and the bars keeping them, separating them from the other, um, jail mates and also their lawyers and everything to do with the courts. They're always reminded of their sin. It's constantly before them and hearing that God loves them in spite of that. Right where they're at is enough. You guys to make a huge difference in their life and start building a foundation of his goodness and his mercy and his truth and drawing them back to him. If they've walked away or drawing them to his heart for the first time if they've never met them, just hearing that God loves them is enough to do it all. It's his constant love, you guys. And, you know, it tells us in Romans 5, 8. But Christ proved God's passionate love for us by dying in our place while we were still lost and ungodly. And some translations, you've heard that the way it says it is while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So, again, that goes back to. You were already messed up and he still pursued you. We were all sinners, right? We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It tells us that in Romans 3, 23, you know, I encourage you a lot of these scriptures that the Lord gave me for today are from the book of Romans. If you haven't read Romans before, it is such a great book for you guys to get into. But also I encourage you to read it in a translation that you understand or maybe a translation that you've never tried before, whether that's the NIV or the ESV or the King James, whatever it is, sometimes it's really good, like I said, to read it in a translation that's new so that it'll be fresh to you. And maybe the Holy Spirit wants to breathe fresh life on some scriptures that you've maybe read a million times, you know, but the Lord wants to move on your heart and highlight a specific verse. But that was Romans three twenty three and 24 that says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But I love that. I love sharing that with the girls in the jail. Sometimes they're in that place where they think they're the only ones that have ever screwed up. And everybody else on the outside has this perfect life and God loves them more. The people on the outside that are perfect. He loves them more because they're being good. And he couldn't possibly love, you know, the girls in jail because they've made so many mistakes and that's just not true. And so I love going in there and and sharing with them the grace and mercy in the heart of God. And I want to share that with you guys listening too, because you know what? We don't have to be sitting in a prison cell. Physically to be in a prison cell spiritually or emotionally, right? We could build our own walls around our heart and our own walls between ourselves and the Lord, because we feel like that's what we deserve. We feel like we've made too many mistakes. We've messed up too much or, um, our choices, even our current choices are too simple to be close to God. And that's just not true. You guys, his love for us is not only constant. It is never ending. And it there's, again, it says in Romans over and over in just a bunch of different ways that his love for us is unending. And it's because of Christ that we've been set free, right? So don't fall into those traps of putting yourself in a prison or building a barrier between you and the Lord, um, because of any shame or guilt that you're feeling. Cause again, that's not from Jesus. That's not the heart of the father for you. Um, I know that for me, that verse Romans five, eight really stands out while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. I really feel like that was so true in my life when I was going through that time that I told you, um, in my marriage that was so hard and, and God just really reached down and, and pulled me up and got me back on my feet. And, and not only that, but drew me close to him again and set my heart on fire for him again when he did all that in the midst of that, um, one of the things I realized is that I had actually, even though the Lord had never left me, I had built those walls between me and him because I didn't feel like I deserved his love or his forgiveness. You know, one of the parts of my story is when I was in college, um, gosh, I was just barely 18 years old. I was in college and I got pregnant with a guy I was dating and I was terrified to tell my parents I had been raised Southern Baptist. I knew That, um, that my parents were going to be so disappointed in me and I was terrified and I secretly went and had an abortion in college and you guys, that was the most shameful thing that I had ever done in my life. And I had so much unforgiveness for myself over that. I had so much shame and guilt and it's really something that, to be honest with you, the enemy beat me up with all the time. It kept me out of church for years and looking back, I think now that's probably the reason, that, um, when things got hard for me in my first marriage, that I didn't even turn to the Lord because I didn't feel worthy to do that. I felt like I'd already cut those ties. I'd already screwed up too much. I'd already made too much of a big life mistake to even ask the Lord to help me to even ask the Lord to, to, um, you know, save my marriage or, or help me get out of the mess I was in. I didn't feel worthy to ask. And I think the enemy loves to keep us I don't know, convinced of that lie. He loves to remind us of all of our past things, even our current things, the things that we did this morning that were not, you know, godly or whatever. He loves to do anything he can to, to make us think that we're separated from the love and the grace and the gosh, forgiveness of God. And that's just not true. And the reason he tries to convince us of that is because he knows how powerful it is to be walking in the fullness of our identity and knowing who we are in Christ and knowing that because of Christ we're forgiven and, and just walking in that authority of the full on love of the father. Because, you know, if you look at little kids, you see them and you see them with their parents and especially their dads. And when they're little, they believe their dads are their heroes, right? Their dads can do anything. If something happens, they run to their daddy they know that their daddy's going to protect them and their daddy's going to take care of them and their daddy's going to make everything right. And it's the same way for us. You guys, I, I use that so many times as a visual analogy in my relationship with the father, when I'm feeling any kind of like separation from him or pull where I'm feeling a little shameful or guilt and I have to remind myself, I just snap my fingers and I'm like, wait, that's not the father's heart for me. My dad. God is a good, good father and he loves me and he's already forgiven me through Jesus. And all I have to do is just talk to him and explain to him what I'm going through. And he is right there. He's waiting for me. Um, I encourage you guys too to read in the gospels, the story of the prodigal son, because that's also a great visual. I mean, he screwed up so much. His, the prodigal son screwed up so much. And still when he came, when he came to his senses and came back to his father, His father literally ran down the road. He had been watching for him and he ran to meet him down the road. And that's such a good visual for us. You guys, that's an example. That's God. Jesus teaching us the heart of the father in that parable of how God feels about us. When we have stepped away from him or we feel far from him or the enemy's trying to make us ashamed or feel guilty or unworthy of the father's love. Just remember that story. Just visualize that man running down that road to greet his son who had screwed up so much and spent all of his inheritance and said awful things to his dad. And yet his father loved him and was so excited that he threw him a party when he came back and just visualize that. If that helps you, I'm such a visual learner. So I love all those analogies. I love all those parables that Jesus told and and visualizing those. And so when I came back to the Lord and I had all that, I was carrying all that shame and guilt, you know, from that abortion that I had in college, um, I, I got prayer for that you guys. I got ministry for that I ca- I, I had somebody really um, pray for me and talk me through the father's forgiveness. And there were a few times after that that it would come back to my memory and shame and guilt would try and weigh me down and I'm like, nope, I'm not going there again. I'm not living like that anymore. I'm walking in the fullness of everything Christ Jesus died to give me. The fullness of his forgiveness, the fullness of his grace, the fullness of his mercy. And not only that, but like it tells us in Psalms 107, verse one, his constant faithful love. And that's how the Lord feels about you guys. You know, just remember, we've all screwed up. It says that again in Romans 3, 23 and 24, we have all fallen short of the glory of God. That means we all have screwed up. None of us measure up and we can't. But he loves us, you guys. That's not how we earn his love. That's not how we keep his love. I don't want you to live in that kind of a prison. I want you to live free. You know, whom the sun sets free is free indeed, right? Live in the freedom that Jesus Christ died to give you. Don't live in the shame and guilt of your past or even the imperfection of today or your anxieties or worries about how you're going to possibly screw up in the future. I promise you, you will. We all do. It's just human nature, you guys. But God is right there with us with his constant love, his faithful love. He is not human. He was not created. (laughs) Um, He's God. He loves us in a way that we cannot even fathom. Right. So just let that soak in. Um, I want to read you another Psalms, too, that I just love so much. And so Psalms 107 is the one that we read at the beginning of the show But also Psalms 106, and it's titled, God is good, which, amen, that's what we're always saying, right? But verse one says this, Psalms 106, verse one, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Everyone thank God, for he is good and easy to please. Your tender love for us, Lord, continues on forever. And I highlighted that verse because I love it so much that not only does it say that he is good, but it says he is easy to please. Right. Some of us, like I said earlier, we relate God to kind of like our relationship with our parents sometimes. And our parents are human and they're not perfect and they can't do it all right. I mean, I'm a mom and I screw up all the time um, with my boys, but it's a work in progress. And I know that the, the Lord has given me grace for that. But it says here in verse one that God is good and he's easy to please. So it's not all this constant, like striving and working and trying really hard to make him happy. He's super easy to please. And then I love it. It says your tender love for us, Lord continues on forever. And I love that that's forever means eternity. You guys, his love is constant. It never ends. It goes on forever. And I want to say this because this is something that I think, um, I believed wrongly for a long time, a lie that I believed. I know my girls at the jail have believed this lie in the past, But I want to say this to you who are listening. We are never too far gone and we're never too far from his reach. We are never out of his reach. I had completely walked away from him. You guys, those girls in the jail have made choices. They have completely walked away from the Lord. Yet he shows up every day and loves on them and pours out his love. And he does the same for me. And he wants to do the same for you. You're never too far gone. So I don't know what you're thinking about right now that you're like, oh, well, you don't know my story, Carla. Listen, you guys, you don't know my whole story. Like we could do hours and hours and hours of the messes I've made and the bad decisions and the choices and and even the stuff uh, this morning that I did that was totally screwed up. But it doesn't matter because God loves me and I'm forgiven in Christ Jesus. And I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And so are you. I encourage you to get into Romans. I encourage you to get into Psalms 106, 107. Just read about the goodness of God. Sometimes that's all you need to hear to remember what kind of God he is and how much he loves you and that you're never too far from his reach. You're never too far gone. I want to read this scripture over you before we close in prayer. And it's from Ephesians three and it's verse 18 and 19. Then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions, how deeply intimate and far reaching is his love, how enduring and inclusive it is endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. It transcends our understanding. You guys just let him love you. Just know that his love never ends. There's nothing you can do to earn it and there's nothing you can do to lose it. It's his constant love. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for everyone listening, Lord. I just speak um, freedom to them from shame and condemnation. Um, Lord, especially for anybody that's had an abortion and could relate to my story that has kept that a secret or feels guilt about that. Lord, I pray you're for your healing in their heart right now. Let them know that they've been forgiven. Let them talk to you about it, Lord, and just receive your forgiveness and your peace. And Lord, I thank you that um, we have forgiveness and worthiness in Christ Jesus and I bless everyone listening in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I love hearing from my listeners. You can reach us at Grace at carloswanigan.com. And you can also donate to the show, you guys, at carloswanigan.com. We would love if you could help us out financially, to keep this show rolling. We love you guys. Have a blessed week. And remember, leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus.
0: We hope you were blessed by today's episode of Scandalous Grace with Carlos Wanigan. Please go to carlaswanagan.com to listen to podcasts, see where Carla will be speaking, and to find out about all of Carla Swannigan Ministries' resources, including her video devotional series. Scandalous Grace with Carla Swannigan is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to carlaswanagan.com for ways you can partner with Carla in reaching listeners with God's love and grace. Please join us again next Saturday at 4 p.m. for Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan."